Hey guys, you're tuned into yet another episode of Cocktails and Cousins with your favorite cousins, Dream the Doll, Trinice, and Trey. Yo. So, cousins, what's new? Actually, we have something new for you guys. Since we've reached a thousand downloads, burr, 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 burr. we would like to do a giveaway or contest yes. for our listening cousins. Yes, our listening cousins, our virtual cousins, all those cousins out there in the world. Y'all. We do. Um, so we've decided collectively that we want to see who is going to give us the best review. And there's two ways that you can do this. One, you can go to Apple Podcasts or Google and, Play or Google Play, and you can write a review, write it out, type it out, send it, or you can get a little spicy with it and DM us on Instagram and send us a voice message and we will listen to your verbal review. And via then, the show. Yes. Via the show. Yes. We'll play it on the show. Um, and then also you will have to take a screenshot of your favorite episode and post it on your story and tag us or post it on your page and tag us. And Dream said y'all get Let's extra points. Let's be real clear. Yes. You post it on your page. That's one entry. You post it on your... I mean, no. You, you post, post it on your story. story that's one entry because that's only 24 hours. You was ain't slick. That's two entries. Mm. And then the prize is being in-house with us. Yes, you in, being you know, on air yes. You'll Get be in live the food, in the doghouse. The, the drinks. You'll have all of that. Food, drinks, good conversation. Aromatherapy. Most important, <laughs> Cocktails with cousins. Absolutely. Yes, so I'm really excited. I can't wait to hear what y'all are gonna say out there to listen to them and for us to decide. Um, but yeah, this is it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Yes, I, I can't wait. You got something new for us too, huh? I do. So today we will be introducing my best friend, my man, my dog, that boy Ambo. Welcome <laughs> hey, to Cocktails and Cousins. The long-awaited what up, uh, what up? studio guest is here, so go ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah, my name is... Uh, yeah, first, I just want to say, what's going on, Cousins? What's what good? <laughs> but um, you know, I just want to say I'm grateful and I'm honored to be here as part of the podcast. I think, you know, from what I've seen, it's, you know, great content. And it's love a lot of, it. yeah, you know, we love it. a lot of good things y'all doing over here, so... I want to definitely thank y'all for bringing me on. I go by, you know, Ashad. If you want to be on professional, if you want to be, <laughs> his name is Ashad. You know, if you want to address me by my Instagram name, it's it's whatever. I'm cool with that. But you know, what's your IG handle? Ambo underscore real simple. A M is in Mary B is in boy. O is an operator. E is in Edgar. No, I was too messed up. The operator. Yeah, underscore the N. Just real simple. And if you uh, you know, once you get to my Instagram, it's not private. It'll be a um. You know my business page, uh, Prime Fit Apparel that I share with Simone. Okay, uh, so yeah, tell us, tell us into, about Prime too. Fit. Yes, tell us about it. Uh, Prime Fit is basically, um, you know, a fitness brand. So you know, a lot of people is getting into wellness and you know fitness, and then in a situation where you know we come from a place where you know we just used to eat real crazy and just like not really prioritize health. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was really a big thing for you know us to like venture out and just. You know, just give people comfortable apparel and things that they can feel confident in when right, they start their workout journeys. Yeah, you they start their workout journeys, and you know, even people that's already in the gym, it benefits everybody. Yeah. So, you know, for anybody that want to tap into apparel uh, for women, men, anything, you know, it's just basically that type of vibe, just to promote fitness and you know wellness in a, in our black community. Hold yes, Trey. Black don't, don't, don't don't try shade the BBL girls now. And also black owned because you do see like a lot of people when it comes to the fitness game and things like that. It's a lot of white brands. It's a lot of white people. Mm-hmm. On these things, so it we need to support our own. And we got somebody that's local that's about to be yes. international. No, you I got me? my profit. So, y'all go ahead and yeah, follow yeah, Drop. I appreciate that. y'all. We want to support that. So what we, what we are sipping on today, Dreamy? So we sipping on... 
I just turned the air on on my fucking guard. No, it's out of here. But we are sipping on a big papa today. On a big mm-hmm. papa. Mm-hmm. Lil' Kim yes, wish sir. she still was sipping on this, but... <laughs> no, I digress. I Hey, yo. I digress. So with that being said, sipping on a big papa, we gonna be here talking to the big papa. As y'all know him and love him on IG, as Kenzie's dad. Yeah. Um, yeah, they... IG love that girl. From the day I posted her, this is my girl daughter, by the way. Shout out to my baby. Yeah, shout out yeah. to Kenzie. Um, from the day I posted that thing, like... Not that uh, thing. That thing, that thing. Because I posted little mama. Yo, DMs was booming. Like, people literally... It's like they emotionally attached to her from the day she was born until now. Um, yeah, so go ahead, Kenzie's dad. Go ahead, let us yes, know. tell us about being a being dad a right now. Being a dad right now in 2021 is crazy. I would say that... um. You know, having a kid, like, you know, when I first found out I was having a kid, it was more so like I'm praying that she she going to be healthy. Mm-hmm. She going to be, you know, smart. I always wanted a funny kid, too. I can't handle a kid that ain't funny. So <laughs> That's true. You know, so it's just like, you know, when she came out, you know, I literally, like, watched her come out, like, verbatim. Oh, so, wait, wait, before you go, before you go, because we had this conversation. So I was having this conversation because another friend of mine is about to have his baby. And um, I was told by my father that when you look, it ruins your life. Nah, like, and what's crazy is I'm gonna tell this. I'm gonna tell a brief story. Yeah. Not to get too far off topic, but I went to go see Annabelle a while back. If you see Annabelle, so if you, if you see the first Annabelle, the girl got stabbed in her stomach. I got lightheaded. I later had to leave. I ain't even get my money back. <laughs> oh my like, god! It's something about women being in like a pregnant women mm. when they get harmed. I get like lightheaded. You oh, feel wow, me? Like when okay. they in, when they in danger, I just I can't rock with it. But uh. And I thought that you know, being as though somebody having a kid, you would think like, yo, that's 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 like excruciating pain, you know. So it's just like when I'm looking at her, I'm like tapped in. I'm like, she really coming out X, Y, and Z. The experience was crazy, but um, for the most part, I just didn't like the way the doctors was pulling out. Like her head Mm. got stuck. They pulling out by her neck. I'm like, look, I'm gonna let them do their job. But it's kind of wild, y'all pulling her by her neck (laughs) like that. You know, like being a dad in 2020, I'm gonna say that it's mentally challenging. Mm. Um. You know, you got to keep your head on the swivel. So I would say that it's more challenging than anything that you could possibly do, which is why uh, I, I think that people should take it a little bit more serious when it comes to being, it's, it's more than just, you know, buying clothes yeah. and, mm-hmm. and putting food on the table and stuff like that. You literally got to emotionally and mentally be there for your kid every day. Like, you don't yeah. stop. So I would say. We stand. We stand. No, I can say when Trey, um, when Trey told me you was having a baby, because he's like a brother. He's like yes. a brother to us. Yeah. And when she was like, Shaw having a baby, I was like, oh my God, Shaw. Because they, they all are just so young to me. Yeah. And so at that time, I was just like, you know, of course, whatever he needs, like we his village. So he needs something. If we can do anything for Kenzie, that's just what it is. That's that's our baby too. So um, just seeing from the time that you found out to like now how involved you are, how invested you are, how much you are, like a hands-on father, it's just, it's beautiful to see and to be a part of. We went shopping, Um, was it like, what was it, last year? Like That was last year. She was, she was right before she turned two. Yeah. Yeah, she and about 18, like, 19 months. She's really... Like her person, she has a really good yes. personality. All kids have good one. personalities. And then like just being able to him be out with his daughter. Cause mm-hmm. you know, some men be like, Oh, I can't change my daughter. I can't do this. It was literally like nah. we were volunteered to do things, but he never was like, yeah, Can y'all do this? Asked. Can y'all do that? Can-? It was always like it's them and we would tell him, like, we got her, we can do this. You go ahead, you go do that. Yeah. But just to see how involved and also what you was just saying about it's not just providing, it's not just being present. There's more that you have to do. I think a lot of men need to understand that. It, especially a lot a lot of men need to hear that and know and I think like personally with my schedule the way we do it you know it's every other day every weekend so yeah so wait how do you do that that's, let's get into that 
Yeah, you're not with your baby mother no more because you got to think the listeners they don't know you they don't know right, nothing right, about right. you so yeah, what is your parenting situation yeah what is your parenting situation with your daughter's mother so yes. what we do is we do so what we do we do every other day every other weekend so i'd get monday wednesday and the weekend if you got her the weekend then you get off friday so okay. our permanent days is my day is tuesday and thursday her day is monday and wednesday if i got her that weekend then I'm off that Friday and okay. vice versa. So if I got, if I do have it that weekend, then I get her on Friday, of course. But it's the, the definitive for me. <laughs> yeah, the definitive days for me personally is Tuesday and Thursday, and then vice versa is Monday and Wednesday. Okay. And we just, we just do it like that. But how did y'all come to that understanding or agreement? It was more so based off of like, you know, of course, like just fairness. You feel me? Trying to be equal. So mm. it might be, you know, it might be a situation in the schedule where one person is pulling more weight than the other because it's like only seven days in a week, of course. But right. at the same time, it's just like it works. You know, it's like sometimes it could be a little tedious depending on what you got on your tab or you know what you got going on but we pretty much compromise if you know if it's like something that you really need to do you don't she don't have to hesitate to reach out to me to be like yo i need you to do this mm -hmm. and she won't get no flight from me like because i don't i got the resources to be able to get out on mine so okay i have a question so with you being so involved in your daughter's life yeah. and you have basically a schedule a structured schedule mm -hmm. um my biggest thing is you know fathers being like oh i can't see my child because mm -hmm. of the mother how do you feel about that do you feel like it's just like an excuse. Uh, excuse or like because my my thing is i feel like if you want to be in that child's life you're going to make it happen right i think so i'm gonna speak on my situation i'm gonna speak on general my situation personally i've you know we've had quarrels and we've had debates but i've never felt in my heart that i would never be able to see my kid mm. and even if that was the case i'm gonna say it regardless but she never gave me that problem so it was just like you know we i do what i'm supposed to do she do what she's supposed to do we never had like the whole you know, argument and you, oh, well, you can't see her X, Y, and Z. Like, that's not the case. Like, I'm going to get her, like, and this is, you know, when it comes to generally, like, I don't think that the average man, because men, the stigma around fathers is if you try to get your kid, but she's not letting you, that's all you need to do. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, I, I don't try to tell people because I don't really know nobody that's in a situation verbatim, but when it comes to, you know, giving effort to see a kid, it, it pushes further than trying to go through the mother. Like, mm -hmm. and when people only try to go through the mother, but they give up, that means that you was just doing it because you felt obligated. Mm -hmm. yeah, but I'm actually, Ooh, I'm, I'm more so approaching that. it. I'm more so approaching it from a fact like she need me, I need her. And yeah, like you really there. It's, it's, it's all about that. how bad you feel. Exactly, that you need to be involved. Yeah, yeah see, like, but some men don't feel like that, they need to be involved problem. because, like he said before, it's more than just if you feel like, all right, I sent her money. That's me being a father. That's me fathering. Yeah, like, so, yeah, they don't need to push past that. And like you said it perfectly. Like, so many men feel like if they get flecked from the mother, that's it. Like, I'm gonna be done. honest. Financially, kids is not expensive. But people make it out to be. You feel me? Like, when it comes to, I think it's all about the lifestyle. It you is. Want it's all about the lifestyle. Now, granted, <laughs> having a kid is expensive. Don't don't take my don't misconstrue what I'm saying. You, you know, steal, child. Look, free. I'm gonna say this, but that comes as a cost too. When you know how to, when you know how to, you know, maneuver around things and stuff like that. Like, you know, a lot of people's situations are different. So financially, like. When it comes to, you know, my kid and stuff like that, it's like food, clothes and stuff like that. Now, when they start getting into programs, you want to invest in them, you want to save money for them and you want to get them in as many extracurricular activities as you possibly can. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be expensive. But at the same time, it's like it's an investment. Yeah, absolutely. Like when you look at a kid that's, you know, that you had you had and it's like this is a part of your legacy. You want to put everything into them just like you put in yourself. Yeah. But I think that the reason why people fail to invest in their kids is because they don't 
necessarily know how to invest in yourself. Yeah, I agree. So it's like, if you don't know how to invest in yourself. And they don't see anyone gems in there. If you don't know how to invest in yourself, it's like, how could you invest in a kid? That's why I be telling people, like, stop trying to have kids because you want to see how they look. Yeah. Stop trying to have kids for, you know, whatever benefit that you feel like it is because having a kid is mental. Like, yo, I'm trying to tell you, if you got mental health issues, don't have no kids. Yeah. Especially if you're going to be active because it's not, you know, having a, being around a kid every other day or every day, I would say that a lot of people probably take offense to this, but it's not healthy. You know, you got to be able to, draw some distance just like you being around your partner is not gonna be healthy every day but yeah. you being around your mom every day is not gonna be healthy right, yeah. Being around, yeah you gotta create some type of barrier where so you could give yourself opportunity to decompress and then when yeah. you come back you know you got a lot more to offer so it's just but like you also got to teach your kid how to exist with with you but also outside of you exactly. like, you don't teach them independence if you feel like the every time they do something you got to do that there's certain I, times that you got to watch her and say look she got struggled through this but i'm here you know i'm gonna see her struggle she's not going die in this but she going to she going to figure it out no that's that's facts and that goes into the spoiling too like when we having a daughter sometimes like people think i spoil her they do not see how we react when it's just <laughs> me and her like i might spoil her when she around people just to like kind of keep it keep it you know tone but when it come to kenzie like her trying to bully like she's smarter than what people think like when the way i interact with my kid people would think that i'm weird because like she only two mm. But I know that she's smarter than what her age is. Girls are smart. So I approach her. Wait, she only two? Yeah, she's about to be two. three. She's about to be three. Oh, My baby's three, three, December 31st. Yeah, yeah she yeah. a cap. So it's just like, <laughs> but I approach her like a normal human being. I had conversations with her. I tell her, you know, make sure. Try to Try to definitely make sure that she can comprehend. Try to, uh, you know, just, you know, have general conversations. Like, even if she don't reply, even if she don't, mm-hmm. you know, respond in a way in which a normal human being would or somebody our age, yeah. I still know that she, you know, she know. Because anything that I've said to her when she was 16 months, 18 months, she can pick up on it now. Yeah. So it's, you pretty much just planting a seed for later. Like, you know, you didn't talk to her about this already. You know, by the time she turned four or five, she'd be like, damn, I heard this when I was two. So, you yeah, know, I already know how to. You know, grandma would say, stop talking. Yeah. Let's talk gibberish. Yeah, yeah, don't don't talk English. It's yeah. true. Like, they don't learn unless you're teaching. And mm-hmm. I think you know, they're going to learn something. But you got to be teaching what you want them to learn. But um, I think, did you, you wanted a daughter or you wanted a son? I wanted a son. I asked the lady to run the sonogram back. I asked it. <laughs> you I asked sure? It. Look, man, I, th- I, th- I, I put it out again. I told her, I was like, you sure that's a girl? She was like, I'm pretty sure. I was like, all right. But, you know, I didn't really. I ain't gonna lie. I bet on your baby. I lost money, too. Yeah. I bet on your baby. But you know wow. what's crazy? I, did. I bet on her. I lost money. I was like, God damn it. You know, a lot of people get so infatuated with having, like, uh, you know, a son or a daughter and stuff like that. But I wouldn't change it for the world. Like, being a, yeah, being they, a girl they, that they is, is like one thing, right? It's gonna make me cry. Kenzie, when you, you get older, listen like, to this. Like, you was a girl. Yeah, you I tell you one thing. No, I told Lauren, this better be a girl or abortion because I'm not going to be but you know, of course, every man gonna want like a you know they gonna want a yeah. son and stuff like that. But yeah, I after having Kenzie and how, how like our relationship is and how amazing we we vibe, even if I was to have another kid and it turned out to be a girl, I'm like completely content with not having a, a boy. If that's the case, you yeah. know, if that's what God got planned, and you know that's fine. Yeah, but, you secure that. Yeah, I have, I have a question. Good. You know, most men fear having daughters mm-hmm. because they don't want how they treat. Not saying this is you, but yeah. how they treat women in the past to their daughter having to be treated like that. Is mm-hmm. that something you feel or how do you work around that? Or what do you teach her and instill her, even though she's at a young age? Or I, what do you plan on? 
I would say I I kind of resonate. I I could see why men feel that way, and <laughs> I used to feel that way. I I didn't necessarily move the best when it came to women, you know, before I had a kid. So I could definitely see why people would think that. But me having a kid, I that never even crossed my mind. Like if somebody like sometimes I look at it like if somebody treats you, you know, they do you dirty. That's a learning experience. I try to teach my daughter like, look, even though she's too young to understand it, whatever you go through, you supposed to let it make you better. Everybody, mm-hmm. you're not gonna go through life. And deal with people, and everything gonna be PG King with everybody you deal with. Yes, you know, so at the end of the day, like as long as you can profit from the experience and be smarter moving forward, at least You're I can right. say that I get taught you how to it and get something out back, of it. You know, so it's just like I don't expect her not to have a heartbreak. I don't expect right, her to yeah. not deal with somebody that ain't shit. Yeah, you know, like I kind of embrace that she will have that experience. I think you gotta prepare your kids to, you know, face these experiences instead of being traumatized by the fact that they could face the experiences. I mean, so. But- it's always I my motto is you can learn from mistake your mistakes or you can learn from other people's mistakes. So you yeah. can teach somebody things in order not to have to go to them. Like yeah. just like in a situation if dealing with a nigga that's not shit, you can teach her how to pick apart the men. Yeah, like, like this yeah. is how you how to supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, like, like I wholeheartedly agree that like it might not be a situation where you can completely avoid it, but at the same time, like like you said, you know, you could avoid it if you pay attention to the mistakes that other people made. Yeah. And sometimes I leave it up to her mother to teach her stuff like that. Like me, I'm not on the other end. I'm like the, the antagonist in that situation. Like if I'm breaking hearts, I can't believe really teach you how to. I could teach you how to avoid it, but at the same time, everybody got different motives. That's so true. I would I would say like you know her mom could put on a game, you know, I and mean, stuff like that. And the same stay thing, away from that nigga. Say, yeah. <laughs> if you are a good man, as I hope you would think, or you are, he's a good man yeah. to her. Absolutely, yes. But you can say you know he's, this yeah. is how you should be treated because I don't think a woman can say because that's all they want. But actually being the, the man, man and saying yeah, like how a man, how man should so, be. No, that's that's fact. Yeah. I, I think with me, like I've seen. Uh, daddy's girls, right? Oh, we just talking about that one. Yeah, I've seen daddy's girls yeah. in, my, in my day and age, and I feel like some of them. Wait, wait, you talking about just the actual ones and not the movie? Nah, nah, not the movie. Exactly. Oh, because we just talking about the movie. What I'm trying to explain is I've seen daddy's girls, and I feel like men who raise their daughters to feel like, uh, I guess, they don't what need I'm a man, basically. You gotta approach it very. It's a it's a very sensitive subject. Um, I don't think it's that sensitive. It to, I'm gonna go with the woman. I just think men when they got a daddy girl and the girl is know what she wants and everything. That's, it's that's, hard to break down. Here we go. Speaking as she a daddy girl, that's very valid. But I feel like some men teach their daughters stuff that's that's toxic to the relationship. Like mm. I feel like with some daddy's girls and mm. men, not all. You know, some daddy's girls. I feel like some men teach their daughters stuff in a sense in which they aren't willing to reciprocate certain things because they feel like, oh, my my daddy told me that you're supposed to do everything and I'm not supposed to. Like, well, if they're see, not willing to compromise. Yeah, it's like okay. he didn't make the standard so high. He don't but, want nobody to exactly. follow. I, I don't think that's a flaw. No, so this is my thing because I'm, I'm a resident daddy's girl in here. Um, and me and my father are super, very, very close. Mm-hmm. Now, it, it started like Sean and Kenzie, but then it got... Mm, a little derailed along the way, <laughs> but then we found a each little estranged. Yeah. We found each other again, and it's legit. Like my best friend, we talk about everything. He talked me about niggas, like all, all of that. We talk about every single thing. And the one thing that I can say is, my father has always taught me to respect myself and to demand that I am respected. Mm-hmm. And he, all my life, he said niggas are trash. He said no. He told me no man is perfect, but you got to decide what you're willing to put up with. Mm-hmm. Always told me that. I agree with him. But, right? 
he also is a trash man. So as a <laughs> look man, at me, I'm a piece of shit. So yeah, you go get that's, exactly, that's, shit. that's exactly what he told me. He was like, he told me, he was like, you love me, right? And I was like, yeah. He was like, and I'm trash. So if you can love me and I'm trash, you got to understand the man that you may love is going to have something about him. But you mm-hmm. got to decide what it is you. But you know what's crazy though? Like becoming a father, right? I started to look at a, a conditional, unconditional love. Mm. So. After I started, like, to really think, like, this whole thing about me being a father, I, like, grown a lot. Yeah. I didn't learn about a lot of stuff. Of course, you know, like, a lot of people, has, you know, told me stuff along the way. But conditional, unconditional love, I feel like, you know, people teach people to, like, love them unconditionally for the fact that they intend to do certain things. So I do want to instill that love can be either way, depending on how you feel about the person. Mm-hmm. So it's just, like, depending on the intentions and depending on what the actions have uh, shown in yeah. the pattern of, you know, what you how you deal with this person. You know, I feel like a lot of people say, y'all want you to love me unconditionally because they want to do what they want to do and Absolutely. also still be, you know, the yeah, action still be accepted. But right. when it comes to, you know, love as far as, you know, a spouse and stuff like that, I feel like you can put you can put conditions on how somebody Absolutely. love you or how you want to be loved, X, Y, and Z. You but know I don't what? think that's bad. I think people think it's bad, but that's I just think having boundaries. It's the sound of it. It is. It's, it's it the is. sound of it. Like, people don't like the sound of stuff, but they don't want to look into the actual definition Child, and the reason as like to why people down. feel this way. Yeah, right the same thing. Y'all know what my daddy taught me? What? Fuck that shit. If life been hard, run away. <laughs> Yikes. Fuck that. Life too uh, hard, run, bitch. Right. But no, I uh I will say I typically like dealing with men on a romantic side because I am secure. Like I have a father. Because a lot of men like to say like, oh, she got daddy issues or whatever. Mm-hmm. I I don't. And then I also was blessed with another father figure that has been really close. So I'm definitely secure when it comes to male like paternal love but when it comes to like dealing with men romantically i have very short patience like it's like and not because my father's giving me everything i don't ask for anything like if i get something it's because they choose to give it to me i'm not a girl that's like oh my father i'm gonna give me this give me that i don't do that because i have my own i'm independent but like it's kind of like i'm not willing to deal with certain things that other women may Mm. because i also one i've seen the end of these things i see what these men turn out to be like but two like if i am going to allow somebody in my life they have to be adding value and i can't mm-hmm. it's hard for me to compromise on that and i don't know if that is something that happens you know when your father is present or if it's because this is my personality or what but i know you that it's more you can compromise but not sacrifice absolutely like mm-hmm. i'm not i'm not gonna die for this and like Shaw just said like i can love you with conditions and once these conditions are not met that love is gonna be returned to those conditions basically turn into a conversation about boundaries (laughs) you know a lot of people set boundaries and people you know they get upset that you know the boundaries are set and they can't like you know force their way through yeah and uh you know even with um what was i about to say even with you know the relationships with spouses or even with your kids like i feel like people got to realize like when you take the time to learn how somebody came up yeah that'll give you a better insight on why they do what they do a lot of people came up on survival they didn't like even with men I seen a tweet on Twitter that was like a lot of a lot of men crave physical touch on a love language tip because they never got it when they was little. Absolutely. So a lot of men grew up with a lot of toxic masculinity. I yeah. tell my homeboys all the time, like I don't have to say no homo to nothing because I know I'm securing who I am. Exactly. I don't gotta feel uncomfortable around you know people that may be gay that or anything like you know because I know who I am. So it's just like I don't. And I'm real big on comfortability, so I yeah. never want nobody to feel uncomfortable around me just because of anything. So yeah, you know, a lot of people. You know, men per se grew up on survival. Yeah. So when they deal with women or when they deal with anybody, they never really receive the love that they crave. So mm-hmm. that's exactly why that's a big thing. So, yeah, yeah I mean, it, even when it comes to Kenzie, like I try to, you know, ask her every time I pick up from daycare, how was your day? You know, you know, do she, what you want to eat later? You know, I'm literally dropping her off, going back to work and then going back 
to make sure that she good. But you know, for yes, the most Papa part, Papa stays in his bag. That's yeah, what I don't even know. So it's just like. You know, with her, I try to talk to her about anything, even if she can't comprehend it, even if she don't understand. But it's but like teaching she, her. She two way. years old, but I've been talking to her since she was six months, and so she good. been and she literally been on point since. That's so it's like I would never stop doing that because I feel like it's working. You know, it's just like she can she know when she wrong. I don't raise my voice at her. She, I got this one thing where I call her by her full name when she doing something wrong. <laughs> like her name. Like, yeah, like, I was, you know, her name is Mackenzie Ashley Robinson. I call her Kenzie, but. You know, when we get serious, it's Mackenzie. Mm. You know, and then she try to not look at me because she knows she, yeah, she got so funny, bro. She can't no. look, in, look me in the eyes or something like that. She want a hug and all this and that. It's and I'd be because like, because she knows that it's a disappointment. Like kids yeah. can, they can feel that. And when they love you and they disappoint you, it does hurt them to know mm-hmm. that they made you and feel that way. Speaking from Kenzie's point of view, this man is a giant. She is a two year old. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm six three and like imagine being two looking up to a six three. Daddy, I'm sorry. So I got a question. I have a question. You and your baby's mother, your co-parent, you Mm -hmm. guys are not together. So we talked about boundaries and things. You are a male dating with a child. You have boundaries when it comes to women, like how you interact with them, how they engage with your child. How do you deal with that? It's more so like, um, I mean, I haven't really gotten to that point yet. Because like, you know, I've always, you know, put it on the back burner unintentionally. But like, you know, it's always been a point where even with fatherhood, it might not translate to everybody. But because I take it so serious. Like, even though I do have a spouse, you know, I have, you know, had... You got a spouse? Yeah. So even though, you know, it's I have had thoughts of... A spouse? You know, doing that, but I always... You know what he means by spouse. He got a girl, (laughs) significant other. I always wanted to, you know, I always thought about it. And sometimes I get cold feet and I get nervous because, Mm -hmm. like, you just never know how that stuff turn out. And And because I take fatherhood so serious, plus you're not really... You're not really in a rush to, you know, make nobody a, a step parent or nothing like that. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's just like, plus, you know, my exactly. daughter's still, you know, she's still fairly young. You know, I'm not making no excuses, but for the most part, because I take it so serious, I was I was never like mentally rushing into it. And I always wanted to just make sure that it was done. Like me, me sometimes like my view on things, it got to be like 10 out of 10 perfect the way I, you know, the mm. way I think about it in my head. And if it's not that or if it's not potentially that. Then I kind of stray no away from it. Yeah, that makes so, sense. Just protecting yeah, you, your child. Yeah, so it's just like, and I don't feel like it would any. I don't feel like it would be a threat to her in any way, shape, or form because I would never introduce her to something that I wasn't. Yeah, you know that I felt like what could potentially be a threat. But at the same time, it's just a real tricky situation with that because it's like, you know, when you take, I see, I see people daily. You know, they they do that type of arrangement, and it's like. You know, I haven't really seen a benefit of it, so it's mm. just like. But I'm not saying it wouldn't be a benefit on my end. Or I'm you not saying it would be a burden it. on my end. I'm just saying yeah. like when you. It's like you can do without it. Yeah, it ain't when you look really around, helping or hurting. It's like nothing. when you look around and you see like how it's been. You know, sometimes that it may influence you or may not even influence you, but it may have you thinking like, is this, you know, really it's what? really giving Drake to the girlfriend, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will say, hey, if, if I was a girlfriend and it I had a man that was talking to, like, that you are a parent and we've been talking because clearly I'm sure your daughter comes up in conversation. Has right. to. She's a big part of your life. Mm. And then it's like, oh, yeah, your daughter this, your daughter that. And it's but like, but you her. ain't, not not blanket. Right? Mm, I'm never going to see it. It's like, yeah. to, I mean, to me, as, as me, I'm speaking as me, if I was I the other like person, I would so, feel yeah. like you, one, you either don't trust me or two, like we not at a place that I think we are because that's not something you're ready for. No, that's a valid feeling. And yeah. I try to, I try to communicate around it. Like, you know, it's a lot of different, it's a lot of different factors that goes into that whole ordeal. Yeah. But when I literally say that I am the end all be all that whole situation, like I, you know, yeah. no matter what it looks like, 
when I say end all be all, it's more so like accountability. Absolutely. So if I haven't done it yet, it's really solely on me. You know, yeah. maybe I didn't just introduce it. Maybe I get cold feet. Like you know, men when they propose, you know they they on a they on a they on a hilltop, they on Mount Everest. Yeah. But when it gets to the day, you know, most men or some men, they they gonna go through with it. But some people feel like. I don't know if y'all ever heard of the Mariana Trench. It's like uh, a part of the ocean that a bunch of wild organisms grow in, but it's like real deep. Mm. And some people may feel like that, you know, when they get yeah. to the actual day, you know. So it's just like sometimes it's like you can't really you can't really balance out how you feel about it. But it's just like with me, I'm very impulsive. I'm a Gemini. I'm not trying to bring astrology into it. <laughs> Trey, Trey, you going to bring it out. Go ahead and tell them, bro. You a Gemini. Know. They just went to understand. Last person was a Gemini. Also. Yeah, yes. look, Gemini. I'm yeah, on a Gemini day. I, I make a lot of impulsive decisions, and I and sometimes it's not always the best decisions. And I'm not saying that that wouldn't be the best decision, but what I'm saying is I try to make sure that my decisions are 100% correct before I make them because I've moved so impulsively in the past. And so especially if like, you're dealing with your daughter, you like, yeah, I really yeah, don't want to mess this up. I don't want to bring that impulsive yeah. nature towards with, somebody like my kid, you know? Yeah. With all this being said, you feel this way about, you know, your girlfriend. How would you feel if mm, your child's mother. mom... Yeah wanted to introduce your daughter to her partner. I've always told her that if she, if that's what, I trust her as a parent, just like I should mm. be trusted as a parent. So if you feel like, see, this is my thing. You know, people going to introduce, whether you approve of it or not, they're going to do it anyway. That's true. So I look at it like me, I don't move like that, but, and I'm not saying she moved like that, but at the end of the day, it's just like, if somebody feels strongly about somebody, you know, they got enough respect for you to come to you about the situation. Essentially, if you push back, it's going to be like, well, why? Yeah. And then it's just going to be like, Whatever the reason is, you know, but me, I'm the type of person where though, if that's how you feel, that's a bet. You know, I can meet the person or whatever. Okay. And then we go from there. You know, I'm not going to do no super recon or nothing like that. You know, the person. <laughs> do you set as, long, as long as rules as far as like. How that, that male will deal with your daughter. I feel like I feel like I shouldn't have to. But mm-hmm. at the same time, depending on what the situation is, some boundaries have to be set around that because that is my kid and I'm, I am very active. I think a yeah. lot of, you know, in our community, it's a lot of people that's dealing with people where the father is not involved. So yeah. rules usually typically isn't a thing. Right. But, you know, in a situation like that, you know, I'm active. So I was I would suggest that I would think that she would respectfully come to me about any boundaries, right. anything so, that needed to be set. So you're leaving it to the mother to set those boundaries. I would, respect I would for proactively you. leave it to her just to, just, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't just jump in like, yeah, it gotta be this and it gotta be that, like, cause I ain't threatened. But right. at the same time, it's just like, you know, I would expect for her to come to me like, well, this, this what the situation is and, you know, how do you feel about X, Y, Z? And we can talk about it. You know, yeah. it's just, it's always going to be a discussion. Well, that's, so, that's good. Cause some no people don't have this. good um, relationships with their the other parent so they can never be a sit down go ahead give us a no shade that shade no go shade, ahead no shade last but. episode to this episode this Very is different. more level headed yeah yeah, but, eating, but, yeah so yeah last episode it was drama she it was, was uh, giving more smack the shit out the uh-huh. baby mother no, but, so this is the thing though when you when you see i can't gemini woman and gemini men clearly <laughs> different but also a different situation yeah everything is about my kid at the end of the day so like you know let's say the nigga that uh you know my baby mother dating let's say he like got some type of plugs or let's say he into a profession that could benefit my kid if that's what she rocking with how can she benefit from it yeah or if that's you know whatever the situation is you know you got to look at how your kid benefit from I it i'm always it goes a, off of security yeah a lot of people yeah. and that's why some I say, people like i don't need this man taking care of my fucking child or blah, blah, well, yeah, like, like he's saying he's secure that he don't mm-hmm. feel the stone yeah, yeah i know you exactly. know that he's not coming to replace you because you he yeah. can't replace that's, that's, you because you're handling your business exactly and then the thing is i don't even got to think about anybody like cano 
it's it's the type of things that I do for Kenzie, I want to do. But I know for a fact that even if somebody else wanted to do it, they wouldn't be able to cover for me the way that I do. Okay, so Big Papa. Like, and that's, they said these niggas can't cover for me. I know that's right. But, that's right, Big Papa. But when it comes to that situation, like even if you could do half or even if you could do whole, I appreciate you because... You helping. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like that. I might I might have, you know, I might blow up one day and I might need something. I might need to go away for a couple weeks. If I know that, you know, she got somebody that I feel comfortable with her being around or something like that, like let her get a Russell Wilson. Yeah. Like, right. And say, look, I ain't got no future. Let me get that. Granted, I don't know how Russell Wilson is. I'm just going based off social media. You know yeah, how that yeah. shit go. But you know, let me he get that nigga great. number. You know, he could text me or whatever. You know, you could text me. We could be in a group chat. Like, you know, <laughs> that's that. nice. you know, at the end of the day, you know, when it comes to my kid, I'm looking at her best interest and how she benefit from situations. I'm not looking so at mature. anything based upon like you know what the what the what the person is and stuff like that i mean of course you're gonna ask questions you might be curious about you know what the person into what type yeah. of enemies they might have or whatever right, right, that right. is but because that's just natural but at the same time like if this person beneficial to her and if you feel strongly about this person then we're gonna go forward yeah and that's what we're gonna do so that's just pretty much how i feel about it like right, some, uh, if you got the best the kid best interest in heart then a lot of that drama shit shouldn't even be a that thing that is true i have a, a question um one thing that we talked about before was how like women when they have children they have a support system like you got mm. your aunties your grandma your this and that to help you do you feel like as a black dad that you have like in the for men from males do you have that or did it, is this something that you had to create from males or yeah you like about in like you know when you when you told us you were having a baby me and Trey yeah. were already like we here we got you yeah that was women do you feel like you had that same sort of support from men or do men in general get that same sort of support I'm going to be 100% transparent. I would say that even if it's there, I don't feel it. But at mm-hmm. the same time, I got a daughter. So it's just like, you know, with me, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't really, I've never really listed Kenzie a golf over. I always, like, she got two golf mothers. Mm-hmm. You know, the girl, Britt, and then, you know, of Damn, course, Trey. Trey. I thought you was so a golf like, Listen, the only <laughs> motherfucking you know, so like, one that matters. The only you know, motherfucking one that matters. When it comes to the whole golf over situation, you know, I got some guys, you know, some real solid guys around me, but... At the same time, I know that they would make sure that, you know, like, I got some guys that I know for a fact that, like, you know, if I was to perish or if I was to go away, they would make sure I'm good. Like, we we share crypto keys and, you know, our investments with each other. Like, look, if shit goes sour, this is it. Send it to my daughter, you know, or something like that. So we do stuff like that. But at the same time, you know, emotionally, I don't know if I had that. You know, yeah. it's not, it's no shade to nobody. It's just yeah, the truth. It's no, yeah. so it's no shade. I like, just don't think society has done enough to make men have that support like women they will talk you through like you know i know you're having a rough day go out we'll keep the baby like mm. women do that sort of things because we are we've been trained to do those yeah. things We're, like and that's the stuff that we just extend to you as women exactly but, like men aren't i don't know i have not seen very frequently men just being because like because men aren't you, taught to be emotional yes they're yeah, taught to be emotional like, like, the masculinity it, thing it, it, the toxic hey, masculinity look. thing like <laughs> when it comes to it like I would offer anybody that needed you feel me some assistance when it comes to that because you know I I like kids in general you yeah. know it's just like you know having my own kid and like growing with her from day one and now it's just like you know I feel like I would be more than capable of handling somebody's kid for them if they yeah. needed or you know or if the child's mom needed some help or something like that like yeah I even it was at a point where um you know we was in a group message every day talking but we wasn't hanging out mm-hmm. and I was like let's have a dad's day you know get get your child's so mom some time let's uh you know they can go out do whatever. You know, we chill or whatever and do that. And, you know, that that went well. But it's just like, for the most part, when it comes to that, men don't typically have that. And it's like, yeah. I think, you know, a lot of this stuff with men is based upon social media. Like, you see everybody at the baby shower. You see yeah. everybody doing, you know, we we all hang out. We all chop it up. We might talk some real shit. But when it comes to them kids, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like, 
I don't really see that interaction. Yeah. You know, I don't see it personally. It could be going on, you know, in a way in which I don't see. So I'm not yeah. going to rule it out completely, but I don't see it right. personally. Yeah, I, I really think like that's the place that we as a community, black men as a, in, in general can do. Because they are black men, actually, the statistics say black men, when they are involved in a child's life, have the most impact out of all mm-hmm. of the genders. Like black yeah. men have been. They they do all of it. I, you know, you see those videos on social media where they be in the two Tuesdays mm-hmm. with their daughters, or yeah. they be doing like they go above and beyond because they really genuinely love their children. But to feel like you have to create that every single time, like there is no blueprint. Like you know, right. to be a good mother, it's like you can look back at mama, mama's mama, mama's mama, and then it's it's already set. But for men, it's like if I'm be a good father, most of them are coming from not having one, so they're coming from a deficit of figuring out. What's the question? Yeah, with all this wisdom and wiseness that you have had you had the father to give you this foundation or where did you learn it for, from to be this person that you are or this kind of father so with my pops my pops uh you know he was uh, from what i understand he was active early but you know he was in the streets he went away and when he came back he was just trying to find himself and i honestly feel like my father mentally went through a lot so he didn't really have much to offer me no shade or nothing like that but like uh being in the streets and then going away you know, you making however much money you making a day, and then you got to come home work a regular job. I think he was just trying to adjust everyday life, and um, you know, I chop it up with my father anytime I see him. Like, you know, he be down, you know, north and twenty if I'm riding through. I chop it up with him, see how they doing. You know, he had a stroke a couple years ago. Don't be looking for his father either. Don't be looking for his damn dad. Yeah, you know, I go, you know, I called him, you know, probably like two months ago just to check on him. I know he had a stroke a couple years ago. I know that affects you for a long period of time. Yeah, called him and checked on him and stuff like that, but. You know, when I look at my relationship with my pops, my mom used to always ask me, like, you know, are you upset your father not around? I'm just like, well, you know, I just never was used to him being around, so it's not like an emotional factor. But I do use that as motivation to make sure I'm always there for my kid as long as I'm present. So, you know, like I said before, I always will be there for Kenzie just to offer the strength. I want to be there for her. But you do have extra motivation when you look at factors of you not having a father. And, and like, mm -hmm. when you see how having just one parent around mm-hmm. affects you like in a way in which you don't even know subconsciously you don't even know like yo my mom used to always ask me like why you ain't keep playing football or why you ain't keep playing basketball like Lonzo Ball for three sons all them niggas go to the league yeah. yeah and it's like it's something about a mom that just genetically they just can't put in you that a dad can so it's like yeah. it's really necessary to have two parents and a lot of men that had kids they don't understand yes. that like when you it don't don't go away and like you know don't be inactive from five to sixteen, and then when you come back and see she wilding yeah. at seventeen, you like yeah, you what you so doing? Like, like nigga, you wasn't present. Yeah, like yeah, she honey. Yeah, so it's just like him wilding in the streets. Yeah, yeah. They normally don't have an issue with girls. They normally have an issue with a boy wilding in the streets because it's a respect. Because it'd be like, oh yeah, my son that nigga, whatever. But yeah, like I know, um, like that that unless he's still fighting like you. It ain't even gonna be no address in there. <laughs> That's true. But that prison back to real life is it's really a thing. And um, yeah, it's hard to adjust to. I just think most good dads they do go by the motto. Or, I mean, not the motto, but they look at it as though. I didn't have this father. My father so was pregnant. Like, right. yeah. And that's, that's what child. I'm saying. They have to create that. Breaking generational curses. It is. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. But I know, um, like I said, my father was trash for a long period. Was, like Shaw just said, like he was involved early, very involved, and then gone. Then he went to jail several times. Several, several times. Um, <laughs> and then I had to tell him, I can remember I was nine years old and um, like 
having that disappointment of being like, oh, I want my father to be, he's supposed to be coming to get me, whatever. And like, you know how when you waiting for them to come? Y- y'all, you know, you know, know. know. on the damn know. steps oh. and they don't never come. Dream don't know. But like, I remember, you know I remember this, this one day, yeah, this one day I was sitting outside and I was at my grandmother's house, our grandmother's house, I'm going to say it like that, at our grandmother's house. And I was sitting outside and she was like, come in and eat. And I was like, I don't want to go eat because if he come and I'm eating, he going to come and I go to the house. Why would even think that? Like, he can't wait. But um, yeah, so I just was sitting out there and she was like, just come in the house. Because, you know, of course, it's so why they get tired of seeing you? Yeah, she didn't. It sucks to be that parent that or that person that has to tell that. But like, I think um, I ended up calling him because I'm like, I know he's not playing in my face. Do, 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 do. So I called him <laughs> and I was like, if you're not coming, you could just say that. Did he answer the wrong? Yeah, he answered. Uh, and he was man. like, I know he's something, like shit. something came up. This I said, you could have just told me that. Ain't tell you that though. No, exactly. Yeah. And so then I told him I was like, um, and then like a couple, a little while later, we had a school project, and he was asking us like about your parents or whatever. And I was like, I know all this stuff about my mother. I mean, checking it off. This is her favorite color. This is her favorite mm-hmm. snack. This is where she works. This is where she does her shoe size, her dress size. I mean, everything. <laughs> and then when it came to my father, it was like, this is his name. I don't this know is... shit else about this man. I had to find out no. his age because I don't know what year. I he's don't going. mean to sound crazy, but I don't know that. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so then I called him and I was like, "What's your favorite color?" And he was like, "This is a random question." And I was like, "I don't know that. Like, I don't know these things. Yeah, I don't know who you are. Exactly. What the hell are you? We share blood, but I don't know you." And I had to tell him at nine. I was like. You can just come spend time with me. Like you don't have to just see me when you have money or when you up. Like spend time. Yeah, being I, I definitely had that experience too. I mean, my father wasn't in the streets. He was tied to him, but he wasn't the nigga making the police. He was more like the give a getaway driver. He was the nine oh, to five nigga that hung with street niggas. Oh, man. But Smart. like my father, from what I know, was this a pretty boy that had a lot of girls, kept nice cars, and worked a lot. He just didn't. Me, personally, I just don't feel like he wanted to be a parent. But mm. it was like, he already had two kids. It wasn't shit he can really do. So it was like, if I always tell my kids I got to work, you can't be mad because I got to work. And then See, he was on child support. But this is my thing when it comes to that. That though, shit right? don't mean nothing. Fuck child support, nigga. Because exactly, I don't know who you, you got- like. You, you freeze through, take me to take McDonald's, it. and and then what? What I don't see you, I got like I, a child should never feel like they had to hunt their parent. Oh my down. god, yeah. And that's how I felt all my life. I always felt like I'm the parent. I got to make sure that. I got to call you. I got to check yeah. on with you. And my father didn't make it difficult. Like, she always updated me and Trey's father yeah. on where we live. We moved a lot, but they always knew we lived. They did. They you always had our we phone number. She yeah. never kept us from them. So it was like, even though Trey's father, like, was in jail, I could understand. He's in jail. Okay. Yeah. My father never went to jail day in fucking he life. But it was just like, <laughs> nigga, you literally live across town. You have a car. Yeah. Like, it's no reason why you can't just chill that with me. That motherfucker every week. Yes, yeah. it's got rims <laughs> on it. Like yeah, he swear to God, nigga kept 5% on the rims. You fly hey, shit every time I see you, but you crying broke. It's like, yeah. you can't do nothing for me. So it just always made me feel like, damn, if I want to see you, even like I acted out a lot as a kid because I thought that I would bring him around. The nigga yeah. still ain't come. He just ain't give a shit. Yeah. So but the, 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 thing, the thing that I learned when I had that conversation with my father and I told him, like, you can just come see me. He was like, as a man, I was taught I cannot be around my child unless I have something to offer them. Like, Financially, I'm gonna and be honest. You agree with that? That, that mask, I don't agree with that. But I would rather be the broke nigga that spend time with his yeah. kid rather than nigga that buy everything and don't ever see right. them. And it took from nine, so, nine, I said this until 19. Once I was in college, like he reached out to me and I was like, I'm done. Because my mother used to always tell us, like, keep the door open for them before Bruno Mars. That was her. I the fucking door and burnt the house down. You know what's crazy about the whole that, that whole ordeal, right? When you provide for your kids, kids ain't old enough to understand exactly. what the hell is going on. I don't know. 
know how so many times like, I got look, told Black Parents. Yeah, but guess what? She ain't when she grew up, she gonna know that I was always there, but she ain't gonna know who bought the leggings. Exactly. Child, dude, we the, just found out know? that kids don't remember shit. They don't. I told you. I told you. You know, you remember. I got a picture. I got a picture with my mom's. Uh, you know, on a block. Right, uh, right across from where we live at currently, and um, I'm thinking to myself like, damn, who bought this outfit? I don't know, <laughs> but at the end right. of the day, you know, I'm thinking to myself like, if I if I knew that you know my pops was there or something like that, mm-hmm. I would remember that. Yeah, right. you, you know, know, so you it's like I'm not gonna remember who the bought items. a Tommy Hilfiger set, yeah. who bought a Ralph Lauren set. Okay. Like, it's let's not, keep it clear because okay, that boy sure used to be a money exchange. <laughs> down, y'all gotta <laughs> see that boy pay baby pictures. But but yeah, so I had to when we had that conversation, I had to tell him and. As as a child, I had to teach my father how to father me. And not like exactly what to do, but I had to say like, when you do this, this is what it makes me feel like. This is what I'm not, the boundaries, this is what I'm not going to tolerate. And I literally, at 19, I told him like, I'm not doing this back and forth anymore. If you want to be in my life, you're going to be consistent. And whatever that looks like is what it looks like. And I said it with no expectations. And that should be with everybody. Yeah, but I said it with no expectations because for so long I had been disappointed. And then once I told him that, and we had that conversation. He really heard me. And then from that day on, that day until now, he has continuously like gotten better. Like we talk every day, every other day. He calls me all the time. He's always affirming me. He's always telling me how much he loves me. Like all the time now. And his favorite thing now, like he sit back and he'll be like, "I don't deserve for us to have this relationship." And I was like, "You can't tell somebody how to have a relationship with you." But he was like, "Because when I was your age, I should have been doing this with you, and I was out living my life." And I said, "Well, I forgave you, so we passed that." Right. But. I understand, like, yeah, you you are dealing with your own guilt. Don't put me in that. But at the same time, his favorite moments now are just the moments when we are sitting together doing absolutely nothing. When that's all you wanted as that's a kid. That's all I wanted mm-hmm. as a kid. Yeah. He couldn't like, comprehend that. But that's what I'm saying. I think if men have men that are there to explain that to them, like, when Shard finds a, a, a another man in his life that's having a child, he'll be able to give him insight. Like, your kids are going to want you around. So make better decisions as far as what you're doing in life to not be gone. Make better yeah. decisions with, you know, who you're dealing with because your kids see that. Like, these things affect you. And to have somebody there that just can tell you and show you it means a lot and that's why i really hope and i really be praying for black men because y'all just it's it's tough all day for y'all outside the house and inside the house and inside yourselves because yeah. y'all are taught things that are contradictory you taught you can't be emotion have emotions but you got to desire emotions you but you know when they come to when it comes to that whole deal like i try to tell people like yo at, at some point we get a mind of our own and you start to feel like yeah, maybe that just ain't it. You know, a lot of the stuff that, you know, maybe somebody that you close to you stand by, mm-hmm. you probably realize, like, that shit ain't it. <laughs> like, you <laughs> know, you be thinking, like, bro, like, yeah, independent thing just, yeah, so, you know, when it kind of, um, you know, when it comes to just being there for your kids and stuff like that, like, I be thinking to myself, like, yo, if somebody told you, even if your mom told you, like, yo, you don't have nothing to offer your kid if you ain't got no money, I'm thinking to myself, like, yo, people get food stamps. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. People get government assistance. It's people out Columbia sitting in three-story houses, like $30 a month, something like that. Like, so it's just like, <laughs> Call money me. is literally not everything. Put you me on that damn list. I guarantee you, your kid gonna remember when you took him to daycare, they gonna remember when you mm-hmm. pick him up. Like, I dropped her off this morning, like, technically what? I, this ain't my weekend. You feel me? So yeah. Thursday and Friday, that's a double back day. So when she spent the night with me on Thursday, I'm taking her to daycare in the morning. I'm coming from Annapolis or Bel Air or wherever the hell to to go home to switch trucks in the city to go pick her up from daycare. Then take her somewhere to get something to eat. Then drop her off and make sure she's good to, for, for them four hours till I get off at seven o'clock. Then I'm coming back. Yeah. By the time I come back, you know, we chop it up for like maybe 38, what, 30 minutes. She get in the tub 
And after that, we watched Incredibles 2 as it's been for the last month. Oh, my God. They've been watching Incredibles 2 for the past bro. month. So She'd be I'm like, Jack, 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 Jack. Yo, I've been on this Disney bench with her. Like, I'm tired of watching, like, the new the new age cartoons is trash to me. They like, are garbage, bro. I give it credit if it's lit, but it's not lit. So, it's not. And the know. animation is lit. We got through Incredibles 1, 2. She she rocked with them heavy. Okay. And then, um, you know, we got through Ratatouille. She rocked with that. She ain't rocking with, like, Incredibles, but she more so, like, an action Yeah. She, like, a react like just like when we uh we lit the drone up and she was real dramatic. Yeah. Like she, was, she, lo- she yo, like she acts and you feel me? Did. So it's just like yo, she be coming in our house. No, me and her be nerf wars. We talk about she the nerf guy. But we every time she comes to our house, she takes every single controller. Yes, we got about five. This how you know. This how you know her father's a gamer because she be taking a controller like she want to play. I be like Kenzie, no, you don't even know what the hell you doing. Yeah, but she every time. She want to take a control. Like, she's very involved and aware of her surroundings. And, mm-hmm. like, she's just a good energy kid. Like, laughing, dancing. Yeah, she's like, just I made her, great. I had her watching B2. I mean, uh, you got served. And I was like, yeah. yes, you got to dance and do this. And she would dance and do it. And, like, <laughs> you know, yeah. I said, you better get it, Kizzy. Now, speaking as her godmother, who's been here since day one. Absolutely. So, me and Shaw, we met in high school. Um, Shaw was really quiet. So, yeah. he really blossomed when he got out of high school and... Child, he became a heartbreak after that. That ain't none of my business, though. What's that? Hot hitters, that's up. what they say. Like, that's the, don't mess with the 4.0 ass niggas because they end up being treasure at the school. But no, that's my man's. And no, like, short, seeing him from like our friendship growing over the years, like, we literally been, we knew each other all of high school. We didn't get really close to like 11 free. And then, like, he didn't, how old was you when you had Kenzie? Like 24. 24. 24. Yeah. So all them years of us being friends, like me and him got on our first plane together. We went to LA for my birthday for the first Man. time. Yeah. So it was like we did, we had a close relationship. So when he told me, I mean, I ain't gonna lie, I saw it coming. I was like, nigga, you ah. he was like, no, I ain't no. Right. So when it happened, he was just like, I think I found out about it on his it was like his birthday dinner. I know I think you had already told me. I don't know how it happened. But either way, it was right around his birthday time. Yeah, it was like slightly before that, I think. Yeah. yeah. Around his birthday time, found out about it. And then, you know, it was just like, damn, like, you about to be a father. How you feel about that? And he was just like, I mean, I'm I'm here for it. Yeah. Like, he never once gave me the impression that he didn't want it. That's he good. didn't want the baby. He was that's scared. That's different. Like, Very. and that's the yeah, thing. Like, like, we, we definitely planned on not having it. Because, yeah. like, I just felt like, you know, financially, I really didn't know what I was doing at the time. Like, I was going to flight every Tuesday and Thursday. <laughs> you know me? I was, I, I was like, Now, granted, I was a manager at the time. I just got promoted. So I was on an ambition bench. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm about to go to the next level. I feel like a kid going to slow that down. But, mm-hmm. you know, I felt like she was, you know, I kind of like sensed uh, a bit of uneasiness. Like I said, I would support whatever decision you make. Because yeah. at the end of the day, women got to go through that. We don't. So it's just like, you know, that's just how I feel. You know, like if you want to go through with that, then I'm going to be here. But if not, I'm going to be here, whatever. So, yeah. you know, when it came to it, you know, it was just like, a, it literally was like a day before and I just called it like, let's have it. Like, because I felt like I didn't want to, you know, coerce you into doing something that you really didn't want to do yeah. if that was the situation. So, you know, once it, once that kind of kicked in, you know, I still kind of, it was a journey for me. Like, I, even when she was here, I was so nervous. Mm. I was like, I don't even want to be like, I, I don't want to, Touch her, you feel me? I just felt like yeah, that's what they say. Bones don't want to touch the baby. She's too small. His head's all big. Down and like shaping her head when she came out. Her head was like the size of an ice cream cone. I was like, I don't know touch. Like yo, when she came out, her my head was so sharp. Head. Oh my god, we gotta say this so we can definitely give this to her when she gets For real, but um, yeah, like you can see me like in the hospital, like trying to put the I hat on. I had the videos of her him trying to put the hat yeah, on. I was struggling putting the hat on. You know, we was in university hospital. I was sleeping on the side. I ain't. Shout out to university. It was so. He actually hated university experience. All of us was in university. Not like it, bro. For one, 
Yeah, I was looking for any reason to get out of the hospital. I was spending like, look, I spent eighty dollars in three days on food. I went to Nando's. Like, if you go to university, it's like a a Pandora, not Pandora. It's like a Panera Bread right there at McDonald's, and then it's a Nando's down the street. I literally was trying to get food. You know, I brought food. Like, I went to Nando's, brought the food back up. She was like balls and tears crying. I'm like, I was like, what's wrong with you? The people apparently when she had uh she had took the epidural for the process. They was trying to make it seem like she was on drugs before she came in and she was emotional about wow. it. Wow. And it was just like, nigga, y'all offered it. So how y'all Yeah, they did make like, a thing like, they didn't like try to get CPS involved or something was in, like that? She had contractions from like December 29th to like December 31st or something like that. And then they was trying to make it seem like it was painful before she got there. And when yeah. she got there, it was like they was trying to send her home. She wasn't with it. And, uh, you know, then she eventually, they eventually started inducing her and she started going into labor. And then she took, what was it, morphine? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, morphine. So um, you know, when she took the morphine, they were trying to make it seem like, like you know, she was a, like child. They they sent CPS up there as if they didn't offer it. So it was wow, like kind of the experience, crazy. like so the the experience wasn't as bad until that happened. And it's like for a hospital to offer something, and then y'all sending people up here. Yeah. I don't know if it was a hospital agenda or if it was just like they just had to come up there because I wasn't present. I was in Andalus, so you know, by the time I came <laughs> back, I'm like, what the fuck happened, like. But um, you know, for the most part, the experience was crazy. Like you know, anytime you have a kid, I feel like all of the fathers should be there to like help the kid come out. Mm. You know, this is like one of the experiences the that you would never forget. Yeah, it's just like, especially if you're an active father. Like you know, you active from start to finish. You be looking like, damn, I really watched you come out. And it's just like, you know, it's surreal. And that that I didn't cry or nothing like that because I'm not like an overly emotional person. I I haven't really dealt with too much trauma. Like nobody mm. that was like that close to me ever perished. Like, you know, I, I've had some, I you know, perished. family I've had some family members, you know, perish over the years and it's like, you know, they was close, but they wasn't like, mm. you know, me shut down, I had to call out like from a couple days ago. Yeah. So So you got bereavement days saved up. Yeah. But yeah. Transfer, so transfer. Like, you know, me I'm not really tapped in with that emotional side. Like, you know, it's even like when people be like the girls between like if he don't cry when you walking down the aisle, I'm like, what if I don't? Like that don't mean <laughs> I love you any she less. Yes. I don't mean that, but yeah. So I got just two questions. One, how seeing um your baby mother, seeing your baby mother go through what she went through, does it make you see her? Child, um, let's refer to child's mother. You know, people really don't like that. Baby um, mom, you know, it's crazy. Mom. I refer to her as my child. I don't ever say baby mother. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired. You do the shit that a child would do. <laughs> so seeing Kenzie's mom like give birth, and as you know, you guys are co-parenting together. Has that made you? gain more respect for her as a person like what does that made you feel about her and dang it what was that other one but let him answer this yeah, one you think one, of the second one. one i would say um i definitely like any anytime i think about that whole experience anytime i think about you know a lot of the stuff that she sacrificed i always try to look out as best as i possibly can you know anything you need you know if you need it you know let me know if you know i need to you know do anything extra for kenzie or something like that like it'll be times where i step out of you know, maybe a day that I got free and um, I'd be like, look, if you need me to hold her or, you know, if you need to do X, Y, and Z, you know, feel free and then I'll take her. You know, I, I have sacrificed some. She sacrificed a lot more than me personally, but at the same time, um, you know, anytime a sacrifice is needed from my end, I'll take it because I've seen, you know, that type yeah. of journey and like how hard it was for her. So, you know, I try to offer as much assistance as I possibly can, even when it's not, you know, necessary from my end because mm-hmm. it's just like, it's not, I'm not as technically like, I've already done my part for this specific day or whatever. But, mm-hmm. you know, anytime she needs something extra, you know, if it's if it's doable or something like that, or if it's, like, something that I could definitely do, I always offer it because it's just, like, you know, you've seen somebody go through some stuff like that, and it's just more so, like, 
you know, if you need some help, I got you type of vibe. Like I like to I like to be there for everybody that's close to me. Like Trey tell you anytime you need something, you know, you get even if I ain't got it, I find a way to get it to you. So it's just I like that's just all been me. I ain't been using my benefits. Teresa, <laughs> <laughs> let me tap it in my yeah. So it's benefits. like you you have that respect for her one because not only did she bring one of your fate not one, your favorite yeah. person in the world. Yeah. She brought her in this world. You saw the pain she, she with her. You a child. She gave you your say. first child at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then on top of that, it's just like I mean, I know a little more. Like, it wasn't always as easy because y'all had a relationship in the beginning. Right. And then when y'all kind of strayed away from y'all relationship, y'all had a kid. It wasn't yeah. like y'all weren't together when y'all yeah. had her. It was right. like y'all was literally transitioned from, you know, we was kind of high school sweethearts in a way. Yeah. And now we are. Way. Yeah. Like, because, I mean, I would say that's a high school sweetheart. I would say she was a high school sweetheart because y'all dated in kind of in high school, but. At the same time, it's like y'all had them years in. And yeah. then as y'all was transitioning from like you going Childhood your way, to adulthood. I'm going my way. It was kind of like towards the end. It was more so like, yeah. you know, we did this. It could have been complicated. You yeah. was on your career like, journey. Damn, she she moving, you know, it was just y'all was growing apart. Here come Kenzie. And it yeah. was like, like you said, you still made a decision to say, look, I support you no matter what, which was very big of you. Yeah. And you didn't try to force to say, let's stay together for the kid. Because yeah. a lot of people oh do God, that. Yeah. That's so, it yes. messed the kid up more. Yeah, like, and I, t- I, I told her a lot of times, like, we've had that conversation and I just told her, like, it wouldn't have been like, I've, I've see me, I've, I've had so many wrongdoings when it comes to women. Like, I've could have handled a lot of situations way better. I never had the birds and the bees talk. I never really had. Oh yeah, because we talked about it the other day. The person had to talk with you. I never had that talk with nobody. Damn, I don't know what the hell. The birds and the bees. The ones outside. Ain't no birds and bees no more. I used to be a a chronic poem watcher, so you know it's just like (laughs) that was that that was my birds and the bees. But like birds and the bees is more so like you know not just like talking about sex, but more so just like how you approach women or how you approach men, Mm -hmm. like. You know, I never really had that talk. You know, my mom, she was tapped in on making sure that I was like, you ain't gonna never use no woman or you going, you gonna mm-hmm. be successful. You know, she can't do everything. So, yeah. you know, I appreciate, you know, what she brought to the table well, and stuff like that. Well, just go back and listen to our episode. It's called Woohoo. We talked no, about I was, it. No, I was tapping in on the yeah. story. Yeah. Yes. But, um, very yeah, good sex so information. Like, I just never had that experience. So, you know, a lot of my, you know, situations with women, it could have been way easier, but... Yeah. You know, I have learned that, you know, even if I would have did X, Y, and Z, I don't think the shit would have turned out no better. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like, true. It you know, is what like, it is. Yeah, but at the same time, uh, you know, just learning that, you know, I had a conversation with her about that before, and I was just like, you know, I would never try to, you know, force something in that sense if mentally I wasn't present. Yeah. You know, it's just like, that's not even fair to you, nor is it fair to my kid, because, yeah. like, it's going to draw some resentment to the whole situation. And that's true. It's just... No, nah, I don't. I don't want to be in a position to resent anything when it comes to my kid. Yeah, I think so. It's like so. you automatically put her, your kid as the first. Yeah, you put yeah. Her first, even before she was born. He said, yeah. like you know, having two parents is vital, is necessary, absolutely. But I don't think having a two parent household. Is yeah, like y'all had to be there. They just had a thread on Twitter about you know how parents from uh, kids from two parent households come out better. And I'm thinking to myself, like, look, if you mm-hmm. have no. two parents that that really put I think that two parents that put the interests of the child yeah first, absolutely mm-hmm. they don't have to be in the same you household. know like you agree. trying to manipulate like not not nobody in particular but whether a father or whether a mother is trying to manipulate a situation where mm-hmm. the child is going to be treated different if this is not a thing yeah that's, that's where the problem lies absolutely and it's just so, like you hear these whores you hear yeah, trying to tell you. <laughs> yeah so like yes like, two parents are necessary you know two parents being in a household necessary. is not you know, two parents is necessary regardless and like I told her you know my, my daughter is never gonna see me disrespect her mother put, her, put my hands on her mother so important you know like stuff like that so it's just like she knows Child, she, she knows it's good when it comes to that like, right, stand up guy man <laughs> it's uh-huh. just like at the end of the day she's gonna see respect being given to her mother regardless so it's just like so you know 
and I don't think that you know if you're a good parent or if you're really putting her on with what she need to what she need to know. You know, regardless of anything, she's gonna be aware of how she needs to be treated in a relationship, how she needs to be treated by people. Period. Like you said, yeah. respect is the base level. Absolutely. You know, that's that's something that everybody should be given up front. But um, you know, with that being said, a lot of people, yeah, that's a manipulation tactic. Like Absolutely. you can't you can't tell people what would have been if they just you know wasn't in that position to do so. It's yeah. like if me and your mother you know, were together. The hell with that. I would have loved you. If Mommy would have killed you. It's, it's you would have been here women, anyway. It's situations where women be would be staying with niggas that yeah. don't that don't do their part. Absolutely. They make life essentially harder for them. Yeah. You know yeah, what because like, I think our parents chased that two parent household but literally. Like yeah, they didn't chase like in the sense of we home. may not be in the same house, but your father gonna hold you down because yeah. you know mentally he's a care. It's just like my, behavior. And I then on top of that, it was like our parents wanted to do the step parent thing, like, oh your dad not here, but I'm bring somebody in so that way you can father figure. But that yeah. didn't necessarily mean that that person Mr. was Joe. good for us. Yeah, they wanted to yeah. have <laughs> They wanted a body, not a presence. Yeah, they wanted because their parents stayed together. Yeah. No matter how ugly their relationships was. In the 60s and 70s, it was like, we're not breaking up. I don't care if I hate you, if I got another family, yeah. we stand together. Yeah, I got at the end of the day, when you put your kid first, you're you going to win in the end. That's, all, that's the only thing I can say. Like, I can't say how you're going to do it. I don't know exactly what methods you're going to take. But when you literally got your kid's interest before anybody else, then it's inevitable that you're going to win. And that's the best thing I can say. You know, you can't, you can't use anything else outside of your kid. You know, so that's um, the best thing I can say with it. So this question is actually for you, Trey. Um, okay. You were talking about how you saw you're going to be a father soon. <laughs> you were talking about I'm how you, your ass. <laughs> you seen Sean, you know, grow from boy to now man, yes. now father. This is really what, boy meets world right here, girl. I'm trying to tell you. What can you say? That you have learned about fatherhood from Charlotte because she's going to be a father. Boy, fuck you! <laughs> like no, like because, anyways. Like, okay, your, your this, this is what I'll say. This is what I'll okay, say. Okay, I'm not going to finish this. <laughs> this is what I'll say. Like, this is what I'll say. You, you, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. I get the question. What have I learned about fatherhood like, from watching? Like, Sean what have, as as him as a father, what have you learned about him as a person? One, but oh, also okay. being like. Your relationship, like you were talking about with your father, is different. So has it taught you something different about father? Because I'm sometimes seeing it one way makes you think that's the way it has to be. Okay, okay, yes, okay. So back to where I was watching Sean grow. Yes, from us being friends in high school to us hanging on green milk, doing hood rat things at the rack and and hooping and all that other <laughs> shit we was doing, and being his friend for so long and just like realizing like. Me and Shaw, our friendship grew so much because, like, he had a lot of immature ways. I'm not okay. gonna lie. Like, he can tell you. Me. I used no. to, did I not? I used to get in his ass. Did I not? I used to be like, you know, da, 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 like, you playing games. I tell people all the time, like, yo, if I kind of, like, I tell Trey everything because, like, I know I'm gonna get that real. You feel yeah, me? Like, that's good. and granted, when it comes to real, it's more so not, it's not like she gonna tell me what I need to hear, not what I wanna hear. It's more so like, it's a character development type of thing. Like, when we watch mm. TV, that's and the we, word I've been we, looking for. Development. Yeah. When we look at when I we look at where person. when we look at where Tariq came from from season one to Power Book Two, and when we look at where Walter Not White came from. Hold on, Walter White. Well, we free plugs. <laughs> 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 I need to watch that. Don't tell me, but I need to watch. Yeah, I'm trying to put on a Breaking Bad right as we speak. Yeah, when we look at where Walter White came from from season one to season five. We ain't doing free promos. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm just saying. Okay, from like character development, it's it's a thing where like people tell you what you need to hear, but it's like. A lot of people is not aware of self-awareness. So it's Absolutely. just like, you can't take offense to somebody telling you something that they see because everybody see things different. But at yeah, the same yeah. time, Perception. you know, it's more so like a love language thing. Like somebody might see something and they be like, eh, you you lacking. And you might think you really lit in that area, but you're yeah. not. So it's yeah. just like, 
Yeah, that was a lot of our relationship. Like me, and, like I tell people all the time, I was just asked about me and Trey friendship like probably four days ago, and I was just like, our friendship ain't PC King like everybody think it is, but it's solid because we didn't been through stuff and we didn't came mm-hmm. back from. It. We never let like you know the whole pride thing. Yeah, that's good. Getting away like me and Trey. Oh, Cause Trey was going to pride. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Stop taking shots at me, bitch. Me and Trey had like a cool two following us before, yeah, and then we, we bounced back. So it's just like, but that's that's a part. Like if you don't have at least a one following out of two, is it really a friendship? You know, it's that's just true. like and bringing it back together. Yeah, so it's just like a lot of that people shots that for pride, you, Drew. Oh, that, that shit together. Look, I ain't got ahead of following us to see if we got to be a friendship. And that's bad. I said I can agree with that too. Absolutely. You know, once you set boundaries and people going, they they crossing them. But I mean, for me. And him, we went as far as we could, and then we set bounds and we realized, all right, look, I ain't like that, and you're yeah. like that. And mm-hmm. what, I know. What it, it, it was a thing. saying, if you love something, let it go. Yeah, and, and if it, it comes comes back. back. I mean, yeah, so like he said, like we had, but it was minor things, but it was it was deeper. It was deeper yeah. than that. It was even if it was a small thing, it was, it was more surface, so of a consideration Trey, thing. I will say with Trey. She used to tell me I did something. I'm like, damn, I didn't even know that bothers you. Like, she used to tell me like three. Like, but that's what she tells like, me. Years like, later. Uh-huh. I know. I just Trey, suppress a lot yeah, of stuff. Yeah, me and Trey, like, Trey will, uh, it's like, I could, I always know when Trey got an attitude. You know, I always <laughs> Everybody, know. Everybody, Everybody you know, fucking and that, rattle, that's, that's, why, you know. that's why she, when she be like, I'm not emotional, I be like, okay. Right, who she tell that Every time, right? Exactly. So, like, she tell me something. And I would dead ass not think that she would be affected by it. So, like, once you tell me that you're affected by it, I'm like, all right, I won't do it no more. But it's like... Oh, don't say that. Uh, yeah, like, she be mad when I say that. Like, she, she ain't me something. I'd be like, oh, okay. I'm like... Because we ain't talking, like, a couple of days. But the thing is, like, sometimes, like, I let her come to me because I'm like, I know that she know. decompressed. Yeah, so yeah like, he had I'm to learn that about me. me, though. So I'm like... I need if my she, time. If she feels some type of way about something, like, I, I text her. Like, we had a situation recently, and I was like... I'm just clarifying, like, you know, I ain't made no harm, but this is what the situation was. She took a break. She came back. We talked about it. That was that. But for the most part, when you learn how somebody processes information and how they yeah. come back at you, that's the best way you can possibly do and that. I love like your shit is real with friendships. Is, I think I'm mm-hmm. struggling absolutely, with that. Yes, but you have to learn it, especially if it's a friendship that you see value and you have to learn yeah. it, but you also but have I mean, to be clear about what you can tolerate because okay, yeah. for sure, if it's like, well, until she communicated that I need some time, yeah, he probably thought I was being shady. It's like yeah, you just nah. dropping out my life and not saying nothing. Mm. Like it seemed like you not I around. You I absent. understand how she works. So it's like, you I just, right. like you that's why I now though. Me. You understand Because the thing though. is with me, if I'm not, if I know for a fact I'm not being malicious, I'm not gonna force talking to you about right, it. Right, yeah. Like people that keep trying to force it and keep trying to apologize, they know they was being malicious, but they want you to come back and be like, they want you to just state that, you know, I felt like you was. Like with me, if I don't genuinely genuinely feel like I was being like mean. I genuinely feel that, but I'm gonna let you process it, and then when you come to me, we can have a discussion about it, and then we can move forward. Like even if I, even if you feel like I was being malicious, I could take accountability and be like, "Well, if you ain't fuck with that, then I won't do it no more." But at the same time, it's just like that's now, how it's always been. Now y'all talk about friends. We gonna because he's about the, uh, about if a person apologizes. No, I just think a person that really cares about a person once they see that they hurt that. a person, they yeah. feel like, "Damn, I I gotta apologize because it made know. you feel this type of way that I intentionally to do it." But answer my question. Okay, 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 okay. So, again, y'all heard about that friendship. Yes. Right. And by being friends all this time, and us, like he said, not even having having a good relationship before. Because I'm not going to lie, it changed our relationship when he had a kid. Mm. It went from us being able to be lit. Yeah. I could call him like, Charlotte, let's go out tonight. All right, I'm about to be dressed. But who drive? You driving like, yeah. we can get drunk as hell. Yeah. Then it's like, okay, even though during the pregnancy, it didn't really change nothing. But when he had a kid, like this nigga had his baby on New Year's Eve. Yeah. We 24. 
Where should I have been on New Year's Eve? We at was the drinking club. Don Julio in the yeah, hospital. Yeah, but what I did, I went to the bar. I got a bottle of Don Julio, and I went to the hospital, and I sat with him, and I took shots on New Year's Eve. To and, celebrate his baby. That's in beautiful. the hospital. Like, yeah. I was there. First they of all, I'm out. pissed because mm-hmm. they did try to kick me out, remember, but I didn't yeah. leave. <laughs> First of all, I was mad Eve. because I was down there that day, and I was like, oh, I've been here all day. I'm about to go home. Take a shower. And I was like, I'm going to go back to the house to get you some clothes. As soon as I left, he texted me like, she had a baby. Nigga! Yeah. So when I came back that night, I was like, I mean, it's New Year's Eve. You got to be in the hospital. I might as well just bring a bottle. So I grabbed the bottle of Don Julio. We, we pulled up. I still got the videos. We literally pulled up in the hospital. And it was just like, this my friend. No matter what, I'm here for you. Yeah. I'm here in your moment. Like, this is the biggest thing that we have right now. Yeah. And with that being said, from him, the day one since Kenzie came out, we we talked about 1244 p.m. Good though. Okay, we talked about like okay, y'all not together. How you gonna do this? How mm, is this gonna go? Y'all crazy. don't live in the same household. Y'all in a position where it's though y'all was transitioning to her. You know, we're not together. We're not a relationship. You dating other people. I'm dating other people. Whatever case may be. But now we having a baby. So I asked. Him, I was like, well, how are you gonna do this? And in the beginning, it was it was it was mentally conflicting for him because. He wasn't dating nobody. I want to say in the sense of like he had a girlfriend, but it was just like, I tell him, I'm like, do what's best for you, but do what's best for your kid. Don't Mm -hmm. feel like you have to be in no shade to her, but it was like, don't feel like you have to be in a relationship as if y'all don't want to be together. And I think that was the best advice that he actually took and was just like, you know what? It's going to be hard, but I'm going to stand firm what I want and I'm still going to do the best for my kid. And it's like, this nigga rolled his sleeves. I was like, I'm going to make it work. And since day one, he made it work. Like, he went into it with the mindset of, I'm going to be here for my kid no matter what. I'm going to be the best co-parent I can be. I'm going to respect her. And I'm still going to have my own life. Mm. And Kenzie's, what, almost three years old. Mm. In the three years that she's been born, it's been a process. And as of, like, I want to say, I'm not sure exact time or whatever, but as she got older, and he did get into a relationship, he's still learning day by day how to juggle. That you don't know the time. <laughs> I'm saying, I don't know exactly when him and his girlfriend met. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want yeah, to yeah. no, mess your timeline. Time I don't know. I'm just saying, like, as Kenzie got older, he stuck to his co-parenting. Yeah. Literally, from the day she came over the hospital, he stuck to his co-parenting. He respected his baby mother. He did what he had to do. He, he respected himself and kept his life. And then when he did end up being in a relationship with a person and, um, you know, dating, he slow walked that until he needed to. And then when they got more serious and it was more public and they was together, he never, like, I can literally say I've never seen or heard a day where he was putting anybody for his daughter. That's Nobody. Not even himself. Like, mm. every time I talk to Charlie, it's like, yeah, I got to do boom for Kenzie. And then I have to do. It's never That's been beautiful. a time where it was just like, my girlfriend need this. But I don't know how I'm going to do this for Kenzie. He's never put nobody before her. That's ever. Beautiful. And that's one of the best things I can say. Like, he makes me... He Wanna makes, be a great father? Boy, go the fuck out. <laughs> he gives me a different perspective on what fatherhood is. Because, like I said, Shaw ain't never been to jail. Yeah. Shaw ain't got four or five kids running around. Right. Shaw literally... And just like my father, like, you, my mother and my father was never together. Mm. It was literally a sneaky link. Yeah. On top of that, it yeah, was a Sean, sneaky link. Come on, man. I'm a sneaky link, baby, y'all. No. <laughs> Anyways, they was never in a relationship. And my father had a kid, not like Charlotte, before me. Yeah. And it was just like, you had the same opportunity. Yeah. So seeing a different side of somebody who's just like, okay, me and the parent is not together, but I'm still going to make sure day by day, even though I'm about my bag, like Charlotte, he's ambitious. Yeah. Even though I'm about my money. I'm going to put my kid first. So, so yeah, possible. that was a bitterness in me for so long that was just like, I don't understand how a person can be that way. Like, I can't understand... A, it's possible. Yeah, yeah, I can't understand a parent, like, this nigga went to jail. You physically can't see your kid. Whatever case be, you can't send no, money I home. I mean, not saying it, but it's like, jail. even yeah. though you put yourself there, but it's just like, you're physically physical not limitation. able to be around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for a person who is living by the book, 
You have transportation. You have a job. I don't understand how you can't see your kid. Like, I just yeah. can't. So, for a long time, I thought that's just what it was. And that's yeah. just what it had to be. And then when I watched him and seeing how this man juggled, like, this nigga works OT, like, probably every paper. Mm. He still got his daughter more than four, four, or five, four or five days out of the week. And if so, he don't got it, he's talking to Not that rest, but I'm saying, like, <laughs> he, even if he don't have her, he talking to her. He checking yeah. in with her. He's saying her. And it's just like, he ain't no social media father. Yeah. Like, that's what y'all see on IG. That's really him. Yeah. Like, and Absolutely. I had to learn that even though we not getting lit up in the club no more and doing the shit we was doing. Yeah, like Trey come through. I will pull up. Yeah, I'm we gonna watch your crap together. Like, we like, be getting wine. She pull she up with whatever, about whatever she want to talk about. You yeah. know, Kenzie be right there watching TV or something like that. It's been plenty of times she didn't came through. I didn't cook. Yeah, yeah like you, you know, gotta change like, the dynamic of friendship. Like yeah. when you are a single friend and your friend oh, has gross. a friend, it's hard yeah. because it's like we still young. But at the same time, if you care ball, about man. if you care about that friendship, you care you're about gonna adapt about. because yeah. that's just life. And because otherwise, it's selfish, and you're yeah, not like, pushing that person to grow. Come on out, yeah. And I'm honored to be her godmother because at the end of the day, that's my girl. Yeah. yeah. And I just want to shout out all the single mothers that do that shit by themselves because it like even if I feel like I like yo when you do every other day, every other weekend, right? It's not a normal schedule, but it works. Yeah. You feel me? So it's just like when you be having. Like, I try not to, you know, falter it off to anybody, you know, like, unless it's, like, necessary. Like, of mm-hmm. course, you know, I break 10 to 7. So, you know, she got to be the daycare by 9. I drop her off by 9. I go to work at 10. You know, then I take lunch at, like, 3 o'clock. Go get her at 3.30, drop mm-hmm. her off. All I need is somebody to hold her until I, I get you, off yeah. and we good. But for the most part, seeing women having to deal with that shit day in and day out, yeah. that shit is mental. I see why they go to Euphoria. I see why they go. <laughs> yeah, they got to get lit because they like, don't like the fucking Like, look, I see why they get lit. You know, that shit, not, that shit not a game. You feel me? Like, you see what you see on social media, but when you see yeah, people man, with their kids 24-7. Most of your four, your hotties, the grandma is the... the grandma <laughs> is the grandma. <laughs> you know, I, I give you that. You feel me? But what I'm saying is, like, Having to deal with a kid every day, that shit is mm-hmm. mentally deteriorating. Like yeah. you, your brain is deteriorating. You don't even know it. You from you, you don't even have to look. Look, <laughs> we, we, that's why I started the Disney marathon. You know, I try to I try to get into Monsters Inc. Cause she wasn't fucking with it. She, cause is weak. That's Lion why King, you she felt, like mm-hmm. now look Lion King one. That shit was so boring. She fell asleep. I was Dang, like, all right, I got something to fall asleep. I love Lion King. Oh, that's yeah, that's that. Lion King was my favorite Disney movie going on until I seen Toy story and then i migrated but oh. you know she, what one was like real emotional two was a little bit more lit but she fell asleep yo people be sleeping on lion king too and i love it lion king two was like soundtrack is fine but lion king one it was more so like it was so emotional it was like Lion King, you know, Lion King Lion one told us now, y'all daddy is not gonna be around. Very depressing. For yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Tarzan. Um, oh my god, yeah. When the parents died, yeah. that's why we like this. They was like, let me tell y'all this is now, y'all daddy Man, ain't gonna cars, be here. Yo, cartoons back in the day was so like grown up they concepts, were. and we didn't even know like it was. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was programming like that in the mirror when oh, we watched it. Incredible. See, that's that point. That's the coming back together. Mr. Fat King. <laughs> Go ahead and shout oh, out, yo. Who was your favorite? This Not is way off topic, but this, no, no, no. This is back. This is uh, re- relating to our woo episode. Go ahead and shout out your favorite porn star. Mm. <laughs> I do a top five. Damn, oh, God top damn. Five. You was like that. 
Yo, I I got I got stories for days, but um. Let me not shake your hands ever again. You gonna only do this, bro? I was more so like I used to gravitate toward the same type of videos. I was always a Roxy Reynolds fan. What the hell is that? Roxy Reynolds was like she was a she she had a cool <laughs> face. I thought she, you were gonna say Pinky Jada Fire. That's everybody. Jada Fire was she was irky because like if you if you watch porn with the with the volume up, she was just like oh. Her voice was Sick. the type of voice you just want like, yo, just be quiet. Like, that type of voice. <laughs> oh, wow. But um, it was between, like, Roxy Reynolds. I would say, like, you know, Lacey Duvall, because they had, like, cute faces back in the day. Like, back in 2018, I, I thought they was, like, dime pieces. Like, nowadays, people be, like, Superhead, Tiana Trump. They ain't even had that many videos on the hub. So, not it was just, Trump. like, you said Tiana? I said not a Trump, is what Dang I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, like, it's just, like. Everybody always hear about like Pinky Turkey Diaz, like Be- Beauty Dior, Sky Black. Like they was like the staples, but like when you really get into that shit, you got other picks. It's just so, like, all right, yeah. as you've been raised by a single mother, you clearly had, you was only child for a long time. You yeah. had a lot of time on your hands, clearly. On your hands, literally. Something on your hands. Like, yeah, something on your hands. If you gotta call the time. Let me tell you this. When I used to go to Maryville, right, I told my grandmother not to pick me up one day. <laughs> I walked out at 305 and she's at the bottom of the street. Like, I was going home every day, straight, 305. This is what we would do. The routine, this was the routine from uh from 9 to 11. I think I adjusted in the 12th grade, you know, of course I was getting older. But she would pick me up at 305. Um, matter of fact, the reason why she started picking me up was because I had got a report from Irvine that I was being late every day. Mm. So if you was coming from over west or downtown, the bus at 730 was full. I wasn't about to wake up 630 and get on the bus at 705 to so get up there at 7. At seven, I wasn't social. You feel me? So yeah, I didn't want to. I didn't want to get to the. I didn't want to be in the lunchroom at seven o five and talk to nobody. I be so these, I was. I didn't want to be in Gen Pop. I was trying to get on a seven thirty bus so I can get to class by like seven fifty eight o'clock. That bus was four. They ride past me, so I'm getting on a bus at eight fifteen, missing homework. I'm like literally late every day. So she started taking me, being as though it was right around the corner. And from that point on, that day she took me to school, and that day she picked me up, she never missed a beat all the way up until like 12 grade. Well, damn, nigga, I wish my mother never could get me. Yo, I don't give a fuck if it's a snowstorm. You walk She retired like probably oh. two years before I started going to high school. Privilege, you honey. So, yes, you had it yeah, lit. Yeah, she, she retired like when, as a matter of fact, I think she retired when I got to ninth grade because she was taking me to France to Key and she used to go to work. So she was already retired from social services and shit. She used to take me to school all the time. And, um, you know, one day I told him, like, yo, I'm good today. I walked out, she right there. I'm like, <laughs> did you forget? Like, what's going on? I was like, trying to see a girl today. <laughs> Mom, yeah, so when did you have planned today? I have no idea. I think I, but I know I wasn't coming home. You know what I mean? Like, I know I wasn't coming straight home. But I used to literally, uh, we she had picked me up. We had slide to the McDonald's on Green Mountain. Shit, I used to get the same thing every day. It was, you know, boy, back was in the a day. Boy, that's why you got her on routine. Cause Yo, your answers on routine. Exactly. I used to get a double cheeseburger, a four piece nugget, a small Damn, fry, greedy. sweet tea. Every day. And then Every I would go day. home, I would fap, and I would play Call of Duty. Typical collection. As our closing question, <laughs> as this relates, as Kenzie will get older, yeah. do you plan on having the talk with her? Or do you want her mother to have the talk? I would I would want to be present. Or if her mother want to have a talk with her on her own terms, and I have a talk on my own terms, I mean, That's I'm cool good. with whatever. I love that. But, um, Both perspectives. Yeah, so it's it's either way. I'm gonna have a talk with her regardless. But if I would let her let her mother give her mother the liberty to do it first, okay. Cause she a woman, so you know it's just like, and I get her my take, so that way she got two perspectives. That's really. And good. then we just go from there. I actually but, have one more question before closing, because I just started binge watching all of us. Even though you're not blending the family, but you raising your daughter in separate households. Mm. 
I mean, she's young right now, but do you have different rules for, you know, if her mom say, oh, this is what she got to do here, or you, oh, this yeah. is what you got to do here? Do you well, be like, well, when she's with me, she can do this? We don't even have that type of problem. So, like, if we notice that she's doing something at one household, we try to, like, like, she had an iPad at her mother's house. I got a laptop at house. Mm-hmm. Or, like, with her mother, she don't really get too much juice before bed. Like, Kenzie be finessing me. She'll get, like, a little white cranberry juice or something before bed. I got, like, a quarter of juice before bed, but her mother got water. So, but we do also discuss, like, what is acceptable during certain, mm-hmm. you know, during certain times and stuff like that. So, we pretty much on the same accord. So, the rules ain't really different. The only thing I don't like is that when her mother take her to the market, she spaz and be dramatic. But when I take her to the market, I get I leave out the cart. She follow me everywhere. She mm-hmm. listen. So it's just like, that's one of the examples I try to use for people like when both parents is necessary because like parents will try their mothers. It's just inevitable. Yeah, they like yeah. they always try their mothers. And it seemed like, you know, with me, I don't even, I've never put my hands on Kenzie. I've never talked to her crazy. So it's just like, but it's just like with that manly presence, they kind of just like get in line. I guess it's like a respect factor. Like you don't know that your kid respects you because like you think that it's out of their league, but they really mentally do respect you. So it's just like, I think that, you know, as far as the two different households, like she might do things drastically different. Like her nap time might be different or, you know, her diet might be slightly different, but we typically fear the same thing. Like her mother go to Trader Joe's. I go to Trader Joe's. I go to the giant. I cook like I'm a pescatarian by nature. I do love chicken, but like I do eat a lot of seafood fish. So a lot of that stuff. girl be eating salmon fish. I'm like, I wish yeah, the hell I'd be this at two years yeah, old. She, she eat a lot of fruit. Like a lot. Of, I can't even. For one, I can't even like take credit for anything that she does as a kid. She been naturally doing shit since she was young. Like eating fruit. Uh, you know, talking and stuff like that. I can say that a lot of the things that we have done as parents have, you know, pushed her in that direction. But she really is one of a kind of a kid. Like I can't take credit for the fact that she talks so well. Or the fact that she eat. Fruit yeah, and that vegetables. girl said that's on me. And like, that's on Murray had yeah, a little like, one. That's on me. That little girl is literally one of a kind. Like her and my little brother, they be running around like talking. Like my little brother is physically superior to any other two or three year old I've ever seen. <laughs> physically superior. You know, like that little nigga be jumping off a of bed. He wants to. He that little boy from baby mama's house. He jumps. Yo, every my day. little brother will jump off a of bed onto a hallway floor and pop back up like he like in the Olympics. Like he different. <laughs> you feel me? It's giving and medicine. Like, it's they giving feed medicine. Off, they feed off each other. You know, for the most part, like, when it comes to Kenzie, like, I really, like, of course, you know, parents do stuff and, you know, their kids might be influenced by it, but the type of conversations I have, like, her dialogue, the way she eat, the way she, like, just carry herself, you know, it's a little, you know, everybody got their little flaws, but for her, I couldn't, I couldn't take credit for it. Like, literally, she just... Damn, sure, he said, I can't even cover for mama. She got to do her own thing. Yeah, she, she just, she just that amazing as a kid. Like, you know, a lot of people oh, try to take credit that. for their kids because, uh, you know, it makes them look better as a parent, but I literally will say, like, a lot of that shit that she do is really just a, a testament to how amazing she is, and that's why I, like, you know, I look at things like, I need to figure out how to get you somewhere, you know, it gets you somewhere because it's like, you got so much personality. Like, my mother had a Disney spot for me little um, when I was little, but they mm-hmm. wouldn't pay for her, like, you know, her, for her to get to Florida or yeah, for her to yeah, get to yeah. wherever. And we ain't never go. But if it was an opportunity where I had to do that, I don't care if my job was on the line, I'm taking her out there. Like, it's, it's just, because yeah. that's just how, like, she is as a kid. Like, I can't even explain the type of stuff that she be doing. I wish I could record it. I wish everybody could catch it. Like, I record as much as I can just because, you know, I'm amazed at the fact that a two years, like, this is my first kid. So, of course, like, 
I be thinking to myself, like, I think all kids do this. And then when I get around other people, they be like, oh, my kid ain't doing that. And it's not, it's not like a <laughs> comparison thing. Let an old person thing. tell you. Yeah, it's been not, here before. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. It's not a comparison thing. I'm not trying to belittle no it other kids. It just makes you aware. Yeah, you realize, yeah. like, she's yeah. just not Because it's my first kid, so I be thinking everybody kids doing this. Yeah. You feel me? But it's just like, everybody kids not. So it's just like, you know, at the end of the day, I kind of just be like, damn. Like, you know, I'm going to try to keep going and try to keep feeding it not get stagnant. Yeah. And keep her going in like the she motivates direct. you to make sure you're yeah. your best you. So you she can keep make sure me on she my toes, I would say. Well, that is great. This was an amazing episode. Yeah, and so much stuff he said that's so just much. like, yes, thanks for coming. Damn. Through. You really came. <laughs> that boy is spitting. Yeah, he, what? he brought the black men up on a school board. He did, you did. Hey, black men okay, up. Hey, just Don't. one point. Like, one point. <laughs> Not just one point. Point five. Like, no, that boy was yeah, spitting. He did what he needed to do. We definitely appreciate you coming in and hollering at the cousins. It's this been a, was a pleasure to have you. Yes, you really have dropped the Engaging, gym. stimulating conversation with a young black male. No, it's, it's always beautiful. it's always a pleasure to have stimulating conversation anyway. You know, a lot of people they just don't have. Yeah, that is true. That is You know, it's just like no matter we could be in a podcast set, we could be in a bar. Like this type of conversation. Is priceless to me, so I appreciate the opportunities always. Because yeah. don't forget the contest. You got two ways. You can sign into an Apple Podcast and you can write it out, or you can. Oh, I don't remember. Oh, you on your story. Okay, oh on your page. Yeah. The rules will be on the damn Instagram page. <laughs> yeah. Instagram page. So, y'all and on the Cocktails and Cousins Instagram page. Yeah. But yeah, again, we thank Look, y'all. Like I said earlier, if you don't click that link in the bio, go to hell. <laughs> or just go to my bio. And that's Either just way. it. One way or the other, you right. can But thank y'all again for listening. Um, And we're going to wrap the show. And uh, yeah, y'all enjoy y'all weekend. Thank y'all for having me. Shout out to the cousins. Hey. Thank you guys for tuning in to yet another episode of Cocktails and Cousins. You guys can follow me on Instagram at Dream the Doll. That's J R E A M T H A D O L L. And we hope you guys subscribe, like, leave a comment, let us know. Follow us on Instagram at Cocktails and Cousins. And follow me on Instagram at Nizzy89 or my business page, Shooter07. And of course, always Cinco de Mula in here. You know the spelling C I N C O D E M U L A. Wipe me down. Wipe me down. <laughs> so, yeah, follow us, like, subscribe, let us know what y'all think, and hit us in the DMs, all that. See y'all next time. Bye. 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 Bye.